Hey everybody, Z here. I'd like to talk today about why people do not succeed. I'd say the number one reason is just laziness. Laziness in thinking and laziness in action. But that certainly isn't the sole purpose. I would say the main reason is people's life situation. The situation that people are in prevent them from being able to succeed. Now you might be saying, duh, we creatures like to dig ourselves in holes. And instead of climbing out of that hole, we like to claim it as our own. As if to say, I may not be successful, but at least this hole is mine. Now typically to succeed, you're going to have to drastically alter your life situation or even abandon your life situation altogether. I think we tend not to abandon because we don't want to be abandoned. I mean, think about it. It's even within our Christian culture, uh, you know, those that abandon Christ, that whole story. I want to ask you something. Do you think you would be more useful in your life? as a success do you think you would be more useful to the people around you and your loved ones if you were successful now here's a very interesting twist to this every time i've had some sort of success in my life i've tried to share that success i've tried to include others in that success However, the problem is, is they have to support that success. And I suppose I just hit on something specific. You have to support success. And success is a very dynamic concept. You know, I think this has a lot to do with self-worth and control. You know, medical science figures stuff out usually by observing dysfunctions, people that have diseases or various issues. And through this process, we all get to benefit. I'd like to use that same methodology by looking at homeless people. It's not that solutions don't exist for the homeless. It's that the solutions usually take that person out of any sort of control that they might have. I think suicide has a lot to do with that as well, where you're so desperate for some sort of control that taking your life is the ultimate act of self-control. But of course, it isn't. All right, well, I probably have a lot more to say about this, but I'd actually like to hear from you guys what's preventing you from succeeding. Or even better, what has allowed you to succeed? Thanks for listening. Integrity Radio. I have, at the very least, 12 goals. And the main goal, the number one goal, is to help people appreciate their lives. And for those that already appreciate their lives, to help them to appreciate their lives even more. And to this end, one of the concepts that I use is called fragility is not sensitivity. A lot of people confuse fragility 
for sensitivity. Now this fragility can come in various forms, but we'll focus on emotional fragility for now. I think when it's put into this context, it's easier to understand. If your emotions are fragile, well, that's a lot different than your being emotionally sensitive. And I'm talking about self-sensitivity and not sensitivity towards others. That would have to be a whole nother conversation. I feel that appreciating life and making the distinction between fragility and sensitivity really help toward success. Creating the success that you want for yourself and for others. So remember, appreciate all things and fragility is not sensitivity. Integrity Radio. I just thought of another reason why people don't succeed. Why is that? They don't communicate and they don't cooperate. Very true. Success is a matter of communication and cooperation. Unless you want to be a successful hermit. And a lot of people do want to be a successful hermit. Nah, they want to be, but they... You know, I, I've spent a lot of time alone out in the wilderness. And the only people I met out in the wilderness that were, you know, successful hermits were essentially dysfunctional people. We're, we're a symbiosis. We're not individuals. True. Yeah. True. To cooperate with everybody is very difficult, which would explain why many people are successful it's a very difficult thing to do well you can't cooperate with everyone but you can say cooperate with those that are their wills are in line with yours which is most of humanity because we all pretty much want the same thing we want to love we want to be loved yes. we want uh, uh, some sort of self-worth so it's funny we all pretty much want the same thing I mean I haven't met a person that doesn't want love and doesn't want a feeling of self-worth. Correct. Yeah. Integrity Radio. <laughs> Integrity Radio. Hi, this is a call-in to Z over there at Integrity Radio. Hey, man, I just listened to all your call-ins to my station. Thank you so much for the comments you left. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff there for me to listen to. A lot of... Uh, a lot of really good opinions. Uh, I'm not going to try to comment on every one right now. I just wanted to let you know that uh, I, uh, I got all those messages and I listened to them. And yeah, man, thank you so much for taking the time to call in and uh, and respond to some of the stuff I said. Uh, as I think about it more, I'm going to be responding to each thing individually and then uh, also taking your advice and maybe getting away from some of the stuff I've been doing and... Uh, trying to post more uh, more relevant stuff so again uh thank you to z and integrity radio for uh, some awesome call-ins i appreciate that well ben the pleasure is all mine and thank you doctor as the saying goes i've always enjoyed working with you and i look forward to more of the same 
So thanks, Ben, for your input and all of your wisdom, your patience, and mostly your love. Aloha, brother. I'll see you soon. Hi, this is a call-in to Z over there at Integrity Radio concerning your uh, post about uh, where's your fucking proof. I have a question for you. Um, It's hard for me to think of how to say this. I don't know if this is going to come off right. Do you think that all of human emotion and and what we feel and, and how we operate and what makes us happy, so on and so forth, do you think this is purely a technical thing, an engineering problem, so to speak? Or do you think that on a, I suppose, just for lack of a better word, a philosophical level, there's uh, something more that human beings need? I'm not talking about religion or any uh, metaphysical nonsense. I'm just talking about this idea that, uh, again, for lack of a better word right now, that spiritually there's something more that we need besides just technology. I hope that came out right. What a great question. And uh, yeah, that is hard to sort of um, to put into words, isn't it? The Great Everything posted something that was really relevant on that. It was actually not his words, but um, from another, I guess, philosopher or thinker. The concept was that religion uh, or virtual reality, um, games, you could even say sports, uh, fulfill the function for stupid people, for people that have no function. They're of little use. And so rather than kind of throwing those people away by maybe, you know, having them go to war, um, we, uh, we have them do things like, you know, video games or religion or, in this case, in the future, uh, virtual reality. And as you know, I've been involved in virtual reality from the very beginning. And I eventually dropped the concept exactly for this reason. I don't think that we should take advantage of stupid people. I don't think we should cultivate stupid people. I don't think we should farm stupid people. I think we should educate people. So yes, religions, sports, video games, virtual reality serve a function, but I wouldn't say that it's a good thing. Unless you really are fucking stupid. In which case, uh, yeah, they can be a good thing. For stupid people. You know, let's say, like, because, you know, stupid can get smarter. So maybe we should use, like, retarded. And I don't really think there's that many retarded people. I think they're stupid and they can be made smart. And for all the problems that we are facing in our world, we need a lot of smart brains thinking about how to solve them. We can't afford masses of stupid people going to football games and filling in churches playing video games 12 hours a day. All right, great question, Ben. Keep them coming. Integrity Radio. Hi, here's another call in to Z over there at Integrity Radio uh, regarding uh, philosophy. Um, Do you consider, I guess, here's another question, I guess. uh, Do you consider 
philosophy to not be a science. Like, it, it, I guess it sounds like in your post, like you consider philosophy almost um, you know, metaphysical in nature. You know, like a lot of, lot of, lot of smoke and mirrors. Is is am I am I right in assuming this? Like, you you consider that philosophy doesn't have any uh, real world application for helping people, not necessarily for curing psychological illnesses. I understand that philosophy is not psychology or medicine. But are, are you maintaining that philosophy, this uh, the, the study of philosophy, has no real-world uh, 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 applicability whatsoever? Now, if you go back to the psychology versus philosophy episode, you'll probably get a lot of your answers there. But uh, I'll recap. Um, ben was asking if philosophy has any practical uh, use in modern times. And to say that it has no real practical use would be a stretch. Again, I'm going to refer to Patrick from The Great Everything. Uh, he has a lot of wonderful things to say about philosophy. I don't agree with him, but I do think he has a lot of wonderful things to say about philosophy. I think philosophy, much like religion, needs to slowly be phased out as the information comes in. Just as a lot of the premises of the Bible um, are found to be completely false, are finding that many, many of the premises of philosophy uh, are false. And of course, philosophy is what has led us to the sciences, but you gotta watch out. Uh, alchemy has kind of led us to chemistry. So are there things about philosophy that are true? Certainly. Are some philosophies better than others? Certainly. Can certain philosophies become outdated and obsolete over time? Oh yes. And the thing that's allowed this is the study of cognitive science. Cognitive psychology. That along with the neuroscience, understanding the brain, understanding the uh, nervous system. So we have new methods of understanding human behavior we don't necessarily have to guess as much. I think what's funny is when people philosophize, I think they kind of almost feel elevated. You know, they feel smart, like they're being smart. Oh, especially when they can quote sources and pontificate upon the history of all the world's great philosophers. Again, I think there's an instinct for us not to abandon and in this case, not to abandon our old ideas, our old beliefs, regardless of how obsolete they've become. And then you work overtime trying to justify the philosophy, the concept, the outmoded idea. The problem we have now is we have a bunch of people out there with amazing social skills and communication skills but their personal skills suck. And so what happens is, is as you listen to this person and as you're drawn into this person, you start to see the frailties. You start to see the inconsistencies. I think the place of philosophy now and perhaps even in the future is more 
to help people in their subjectiveness. So understanding the world and the people around you subjectively. And I could perhaps even see new philosophies that come up <laughs> as we need to justify our behaviors. But looking to the future, I wouldn't doubt that philosophy would be thrown out uh, just as, as religion will be. Or we'll just alter those philosophies and religions again to justify our behaviors. Alright, I hope I've answered this question to your liking and I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this. Integrity Radio. Oh, there's another call in to Z over there at Integrity Radio. I've uh, been listening to a lot of your stuff here. You put up a lot of great stuff to hear real quick. Um, nothing personal, really. Oh, boy. That's, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, if you're on here doing this stuff and you're engaging people, boy, you better not take it personally. And uh, how refreshing to have somebody who, while uh, very enthusiastic about his uh, retorts and comments and how he views stuff is nonetheless uh, very accommodating and polite so uh, uh, you're nothing personal really I don't know uh, uh, whoever whoever it is out there you're talking to if it's all of us or one of us boy it's nice to have a voice that uh, I know doesn't take it personally children don't need to suffer and I know it I, you know what I'm trying to say, but I'm not saying it right. Uh, I would actually really appreciate knowing how to say it right, because I really feel that this is an important idea. And I don't mean to give the impression that children should suffer in terms of like, oh my God, you know, my life is so bad right now, I'm being oppressed and tortured and I don't have enough food to eat. I don't mean suffer in that regard. I mean suffer in a challenging way, in a way that is constructive and uh, uh, builds better people. So uh, uh, I, I, apparently I'm not saying it right. I would like to know how to say it right because you seem to have a, a good idea of what I'm trying to convey here and I would appreciate your opinion on that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Ben, uh, I have to say this first. I can't tell you how much I appreciate being engaged with you in this manner. Oh, Suffer the Children. That was the title of your piece. And uh, yeah, what you were saying, I got the gist of it. My, I was just trying to get you to try to say it in a more uh, successful manner. And what you were in essence saying is that children should be allowed to make mistakes and learn from their mistakes. And it's really that simple. The complication comes in when they make, well, life-threatening mistakes. So as a parent, you become a mistake monitor. You can foresee certain mistakes and that they just simply cannot make. And then there are some mistakes, well, they really should be allowed to make. Here's a for instance. Uh, Ronnie often has the kids do things around the house, uh, you know, arrange furniture, put together bookshelves and uh, of course they have a very challenging time of it and uh, often ruin things perhaps even destroy things in the process 
And I, of course, was having a hard time with this. I mean, to just let your kids ruin the furniture or to ruin the tools. <laughs> so we talked about it and we figured that the main issue is can we afford for them to make that mistake? In other words, they can't afford to make that mistake, but we can afford to make that mistake. And so it actually winds up becoming somewhat of a luxury to allow them to make that mistake. Now, allowing them to make the mistake of uh, drug abuse or um, getting someone pregnant, that's not a mistake they're allowed to make. Another problem is it's hard in modern times for parents to be vigilant. Of course, we got all the tools in the world to help us, but we just don't utilize them. And I think an even more important element of, of all of this is that and brace yourself if you're a parent. Although you might already understand this and know this, your child does not love you. They are too young and lack the life experience to truly and honestly love you. You can only love your children. And if you do a good job, maybe sometime in their 20s or 30s, they'll love you back. For real. You know, you may be able to fall in and out of romantic love, but that should not be transferred to your kids. You love your kids regardless of their feelings towards you. Now, I hear that girls are a lot easier to raise than boys, so uh, I'm just speaking from the side of raising boys. Although I don't think it would be much different, just perhaps more or less challenging. Being a controlled schizophrenic, I think, helps in parenting. In other words, it's challenging to be disgruntled with your kids, but then happy with your wife or husband, however that works out. And this is where emotional control steps in and helps us out so much. To direct our emotions where they belong and being careful not to transfer that emotion to someone that's not deserving of it. As far as I can see, if you have kids, especially teenage boys, restriction and reprimand need to be understood as a way of life for them. As a parent, you create restrictions that you know that they will violate and thusly have your reprimand firmly in place, ready to be implemented at any point in time. The beauty is once you get good doing this for your kids, you can do this for yourself and your wife. And in fact, any of your friends or loved ones. Take advantage of the fact that you have to practice with your kids a lot of logic and reason. And of course, the bane of all youth, you have to exercise your authority. Integrity Radio. I'd be interested in your opinion, too regarding the discussing of social issues, things like football, spanking your kids, these things that seem like they don't have any relevance. Like there's just so much better stuff to argue about, like religion and, and you know, uh, uh, maybe immigration crisis or whatnot. Um, but I would argue that it's all wrapped up together and that, and that an understanding of why football should be banned it ties in with why foot, excuse me, with why religion should be banned. I, I, it, 
social issues and, uh, uh, pardon me, philosophical issues and technological issues, I, I can't help but feel like they kind of are all meshed in together and that an understanding of everything as a whole will help us. There's another one of those messages that I'm not sure I said right, but I'm going to go with it. No, Ben, you are absolutely correct. Uh, usually we need to isolate things in order to understand them because it's too overwhelming. Um, but the real task at hand is then to connect the dots, put together the pieces. I think the issue at hand is people tend to work hard to understand things in their isolated sense, but then infamously fail to connect the dots and put together the pieces and see the whole picture, of course. And there are powers that be that really don't want you to see the whole picture. They don't want you to be smart. They want you to do these things. And so you will be rewarded by participating in these things. And those rewards justify the cognitive dissonance of not connecting the pieces, not putting it all together. And you know what? When we needed a bunch of dumb people to do a bunch of dumb stuff for us, that might have worked out. But we are living in a new paradigm where we need as much intelligence and smarts and hands and minds, brains, forgive me, not mind, focused on the task of attaining our humanity. The information and the tools are here. Let's get to work. Let's start educating people so they can help, so they can be part of this amazing world that we live in, to help humanity to not be so burdened by the emotion of living. I mean, think about it. What prevents people from saying, man, I'm living and then I'm going to die, so fuck it all. But you see, if you do that, then you're missing out. You're missing out on the great potential that is the human. I mean, think about it. So far, as, as far as we know, our whole universe has culminated into us. How can we feel good about turning around and saying, fuck it? I mean, who will honor the monument that states, here lies a man that just said, fuck it? Okay, besides the man from Nantucket. Oh, and one last shout-out to Z over there at Integrity Radio. Uh, well, at least my last one for right now. I'm sure I'll be doing many more. Uh, uh, what? what what, does this have to do with Win Chun? What does John and Debbie have to do with Win Chun? Uh, what does Jury Duty have to do with Win Chun? Uh, uh, absolutely nothing. Um, not sure where that question came from. Uh, unless, I, 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 for some reason, I accidentally posted this stuff on your, uh, like I did it as a shout-out, which I don't think I did. If somehow this was associated with your with your uh, radio station, my apologies. Uh, if not, yeah, no, it didn't have anything to do with Winshun. Uh, I guess I would just say that not everything I post is going to have everything to do with Winshun. So, I don't know. Hope that clears it up, I suppose. Yes, Ben, you answered my question succinctly. And I will ask you to meditate upon your answer. For you do consider yourself a Wing Chun man. You see, 
Wing Chun is a form of Gong Fu. And Gong Fu is a way of life. Now that's a loose translation. It means hard work. Chinatown in Honolulu. There is a uh, grocery store that had uh, signs all over the place saying no Kung Fu. No Gong Fu. I think that really explains what Gong Fu is to a Westerner. You see, when you're in a store and you're trying to buy things and you have to wait in line, you have to cooperate. You have to make it easy. In fact, the whole concept of walking into a store and buying food is a concept of luxury. And if they have people on there doing Gong Fu, this sort of hard work way of life, it can become very disruptive, particularly to those that are trying to make money or even pursue any sort of personal will. As if to say, listen, Kung Fu Master, your way of life is not the way we do things around here. So if the Kung Fu Master wants to eat, he gets in line with everyone else and pays for his food. Chris Chan says, one seal and tell day, keep the doctor away. Two seal and tell day, keep your enemies away. Three seal and tell day, keep everybody away. Now this is sort of a half joke. Now I am about three seal and tells into my life. I'm not about to chase everyone away from me. But nor can anyone escape the influence of a Kung Fu man, of a Wing Chun man. Our last deep conversation, oh, perhaps a year ago or so, I had said that living is suffering. That life, for the most part, is about pain. And if you pay attention to the suffering close enough, you can find the little bits of wonderfulness, of, of beauty, happiness, nirvana perhaps. But they are in between the increments of pain and suffering. However, there's a way around this that the common man has taken. If you deny the suffering, and if you deny the real pleasures in life, you see, if you don't pay attention to the suffering, you can't possibly see the beauty between those increments of suffering. As a symbiosis, we cannot deny the suffering of others, nor our own suffering. Not as a Wing Chun man, not as a Gong Fu man. A Gong Fu man is intolerable to the petty. Do you suggest that we can have multiple ways of life? Clinically speaking, that would be called schizophrenia. We can only be as successful as those that we surround ourselves with. And if we're surrounded by ignorance, then it's our job to be vigilant. I guess you could say we can relax when everyone is Kung Fu fighting. Yo, Integrity Radio, Chad Sifu, response to philosophy versus, let's just say, science. Philosophers versus science. Philosophers are good at asking questions. However, finding the answers is a little bit rough around the edges. Because sometimes they only find subjective answers that are only relative to themselves and 
others that may be following them and lured in to the subjectiveness. Now, with science, science asks a lot of questions too. Science has more questions than you can think of it. But what the science do is they find the objective answer that is relative to everyone in the natural world. And that's a big difference. You're listening to Integrity Radio. Learn self-correction at www.cfuzi.com. Listen to original music at soundcloud.com slash music for dogs. You can also follow Sifu underscore Z on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash Sifu underscore Z. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more here on Integrity Radio. Right now we live in a world, in a paradigm that we have to observe what is true. But we cannot give in. Perhaps this will change. Hi, this is a shout out to Z over there at Integrity Radio about your uh, post on communication and cooperation. Wow, you know, I really couldn't agree with you more on that. You know, communication and cooperation being the key to success is just so critical. I talk to so many people nowadays that have this attitude of, well, I don't care what other people think. I don't care about other people's feelings. It's, it's so prevalent. I see it, I see it even, peop- even in people that I care about and, and have a relationship with. And it's just so wrong. To, to feel this way. I mean, for you to be successful, other people have to be successful too. And the only way you are going to help other, be, uh, other people to be successful is by communicating with them. So thanks for that post, and uh, man, I couldn't agree with you more. Going back to part-time Win Chun, uh, I wanted to make a quick point because I just thought of this. Um, I think I understand what you mean by suffering. Uh, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think what you may mean is that what, what a lot of people perceive as pleasure is in fact suffering. And when a lot of times when we think that we're, I don't know about successful, but that when we, when we think that we're experiencing pleasure, what we are in fact experiencing is suffering. I suppose one of the best examples you could use would maybe be like doing drugs, where, yeah, you think that you feel good, but in reality it's very bad for you. So I don't know if this is a good uh, paraphrase of what you meant by suffering, uh, but I I guess I would appreciate more uh, input on it. Ben, this is why you are so valuable to this community. You always leave room for improvement and refinement. And once you have been sufficiently convinced, you connect the dots. And yes, the world that we have engineered is designed to make suffering feel like happiness. I've always said slavery has never gone away. We just took away their health care. To con humans into this requires a massive convolution of humanity.
you know, it worked for a few people when everybody was stupid and it was real easy to justify getting the stupid people to work for the so-called smart people. But those days are over, cowboys. There's this thing called the internet. You can learn and figure out whatever it is you are stupid on. Now, I can't make you pick up the right books any more than I can make you go to the right web pages, but the information's there. You know, it's interesting. Uh, just to go back to the topic, the uh, it's okay to get your kids into involved in like football where concussion rates and whatnot are, are uh, just ridiculous. You know, that important thing called the brain that's inside the young mind, or <laughs> young skull rather. Boy, that term mind just sneaks in every time, huh? Every time I say mind, I actually mean mime. And yeah, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> Listen, with the population rate that we uh, are experiencing, the population boom, uh, no one's really, not enough people are volunteering to uh, check out. And none of us had agree, have really agreed to kill off any uh, large sector of you of humans so education communication education and cooperation that's the uh, only other option we kind of have left it's rather that or start killing each other off uh, start eating and shitting shitting where you're eating rather don't worry about it if you die you die if epidemics set in and kill off millions and millions of people well you know it's all part of the natural course now isn't it no that's ridiculous that's not even anarchy that's just what i call dumb monkey stupid appreciate all things dot 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 that are good and you will be surrounded by good it's that simple all right, thank you, Ben, and I continue to look forward to each and every one of your posts. Integrity Radio. So I suppose it's an interesting point, how you define pleasure and suffering. I mean, I think we both kind of agree on the, on the premise you're talking about, that what most people experience as pleasure is, in fact, suffering. But, but how is it defined, though? I mean... If what you're feeling is pleasurable and your neurons in your brain are reacting a certain way that's associated with pleasure, I mean, are you in fact not actually feeling pleasure? How does this work? I mean, how is it, how, is, how do you define, like, what is the difference between suffering and pleasure? Like, uh, uh, like what, I suppose, I guess, what do you mean by it uh, specifically? I don't know, maybe that's a good question to kind of clarify what we're talking about here what do I mean by suffering okay well I think it will make it a much clearer as to what I mean by suffering by not correlating the opposite of suffering to be pleasure you may have heard this term before suffering is suffering you can be void of pleasure without suffering you see this is a slave concept only a slave would accept such a premise that you can't have pleasure without suffering or to erroneously uh, correlate suffering and pleasure 
because there is no correlation. Suffering is suffering, and we all know what suffering is. Suffering from lack of education, suffering for need of food, shelter, suffering for need of love. You see, we can't philosophize this kind of shit. Only someone that has gorged themselves in false pleasure could accept the premise that suffering and pleasure are intrinsically connected. So I will ask that we not wax philosophical on very obvious issues such as human suffering. This is indeed the damage done by the spiritual, by the religious, by the philosophical. So you've just heard, if you're listening on Anchor, Black Flags damaged one. Because there's a damage too as well. Now you might not be punk rock, and so you might have missed the important lyrical content. Uh, so I'll, I'll sort of recite that to you. Um, it, he says, I quote, My name's Henry, and you're here with me now. My life, it's a song. It's so you won't even let it happen. You won't. You won't let it. Damaged by attacks. I'm evil. Attacking my mind. But you don't mind, because this is Schedule 13. You just sit down, buy the ticket, wait your turn. Can't feel another day. Can't get past you. I can't see nothing. I'm blind. Hold your hand out to me. Give me your hand. Now bite it off. Damaged. I don't even care about self-destruction anymore. What's the use? I just sit at home alone, cold fingers, cold fingers in a cold sweat. And then I remember, I remember a day we'd go for a ride in the country and you'd say, sing it, boy, do it again, do it again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> right now, look at me now. Look at me now. Just shadows. I'm just shadows of what I was. I just want another thing. I don't even get by for that. I want such as... Okay, so you get the idea. Damaged. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful lyrics. All right. <laughs> Integrity Radio. Oh, what's that? So if you hear it for the first time, you might think he's singing about Texas. Uh, what, Dallas? It sounds like Dallas. Dallas! <laughs> no, it's damaged. All right. Integrity Radio.